Welcome to another episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. This is going to be a different one uh, than normal. I know we say that when we do like commentary episodes and stuff like that, but uh, this is obviously nothing that we've ever done before. Not even doing a theme song or any of our segments or anything. Uh, we don't know how long this episode is going to be. It's completely no notes, no nothing. Um, and just a warning to anybody out there who might be a little uh, sensitive to uh, certain topics that, uh, you know, I don't know if this any of our conversation might be triggering or anything. But uh, it's definitely going to be a bit of a somber episode um, for, you know, a lot of the attackers, no. Uh, but uh, if you are more of a casual listener of the show... Um, or regular listener of the show. Uh, and if you probably noticed, our last full episode did not have Andy on the episode. And uh, that is because on the uh, July um, 18th, 18th yeah, I, I had it in on my phone, <laughs> ready to go, and I didn't even have it ready. But anyway, yes, July 18th, um, uh, we lost... Our podcast uh, brother, um, dear friend, we lost Andy Wassum uh, with a you know very very tough battle with uh, um, ALS. So that is what we're going to talk about. We're going to be talking about uh, our friend Andy. There might still be some some you know laughs, you know, because he was definitely a larger than life guy and made us laugh all the time. And be sharing a lot of Andy stories uh, throughout this. But uh, we definitely wanted to address it with the listeners. Um, you know, we love Andy very, very much. And uh, we could not continue on without addressing why Andy is no longer on the show. And and also be straight with you guys, the listeners, because you deserve you deserve to know and as well. So so yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Mike, because I'm already tearing up. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we so the rest of the gang is here. We've got Jason with us, and we got Tad. Um, I don't even know where to go from there. So feel free to jump in at any time, guys. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I guess I was just going to jump on and say, you know, uh, that, you know, you mentioned the the last full episode he was on, um, just, it's hard. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you guys out there are listening, or regular listeners, you probably even could tell, um that things were a little different even with the last episode that Andy was on. Uh, Andy got diagnosed with uh, ALS in March. Uh, he had been dealing with some some weird muscle loss for some time and uh, uh, you know muscle spasms and stuff and you know a lot of testing and it took a while to you know get diagnosed with ALS. But even then, you know, the, the, the shocking thing for me still is just, I can just remember back then just how optimistic he sounded about it all. Like, just, it's just 
it's just a new thing he's going to have to deal with and yeah and his doctors sounding positive and optimistic yeah, even, even that second diagnosed the guy who it was just like hey this good i mean there's like yeah it's gonna this one's actually progressing slower than normal and like oh we all mm. had hope and <laughs> and it took him pretty dang fast it went it went fast it went fast folks it went from uh like three episodes ago of you know him still doing the show at his desk you know daniel kind of having to help him out a little bit because you know arms not very strong you know kind of helping him out you know working the the mouse or the keyboard or what have you any 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 big things he needed to be that get, to get done down to his last episode where he was doing it from bed and danielle was literally working all the uh uh you know the keyboard and the, the mouse and all that um, and you can, you get to hear it in his voice in that last episode too. Uh, his voice was sounding a little bit rough and, uh, you know, fans out there, myself included of his many, many amazing voices. Um, he had not done recasting in quite some time, uh, just because it was just too much, too much for him to, to do. Um, so... And you could definitely tell that, you know, there's no way he, you were going to get any, any any of that kind of stuff out of him in that last episode that he that he did. But, man, just, he was... Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Oh, please do. I was just... Scrambling. No, I was just going to say, like, the thing that's been... What I was trying to say earlier and uh, it's just been blowing my mind is, like, we, we've talked about this. It's knowledge. Like, we record every other Tuesday night. Um, we recorded... What we we at the time obviously didn't know would be Andy's final episode because we actually reached out to him and Danielle and said, you know, do not feel you're going through some pretty heavy shit. At the time, we even did not know how heavy it was, but said, you know, life is a priority. Um, you know, don't feel like you owe us. If, if you're not feeling up to it, take a break. You know, like don't push yourself to be on the show because uh, – you know, this is a silly podcast and your life is important. And, uh, you know, he was like, he, I think he said something very Andy like, where like, there's, you can't get rid of me that fast. There's plenty of tread on these old tires or something. Oh, yeah. Um, and then literally, like, the timeline is just, I keep going through it. My mind is just fucks me up because he recorded his last episode. And then, you know, we had plans to do. Yeah, the he, next he, episode, and yeah. he was still ready to he, go. He, he watched was, the two movies, yeah. and he yeah he was we were planning on it, and we had it all scheduled out. Um, and uh, like the day of, I believe, uh, or maybe the day before, Danielle reached out and said, you know, he's got a little bit of sore throat, so he's gonna sit this one out uh, just to be safe. You know, he might have yep. caught a cold or his allergies. We don't know. Um, and. I didn't think much of that, you know, because it's like to me, and I, I don't, I don't know much about ALS. I would love to learn more. It doesn't sound like a lot of people know a lot about it. No. Um, and I plan on learning more. Yeah. And she reached out and said, you know, and we're like, it wasn't to me, at least it wasn't yeah. an alarm. I was like, you know, it's, it's not like cancer where someone, I wasn't think I was thinking, you know, it's not like cancer where if someone gets a cold, it can be, that could be it. Um, you know, it's not like, his immune system. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but just, I just like rest your voice, man. Come back. Right. Yeah. Like, time and, you yeah. know, and I was, 
optimistic. And then it was like, literally, yeah, I mean, that was, we recorded, and the next, two weeks later, Tuesday, you know, he had to cancel out, um, and I think the next day, like that Wednesday, um, and Danielle has been fucking awesome, uh, and Andy have both been, when Andy was able to, every day, you know, we're hearing updates from him i mean it started as like every time we recorded but we talked to andy every day but every time we recorded before we hit record he would you know here's the current update and uh and then it got to a point where danielle was keeping us updated and then it was uh we got a message that uh and she has posted this on online so it's not uh you know private stuff we've been trying to be very respectful of of their privacy uh and not, you know, post and, and go around and tell everyone what's going on, because uh, that's not our, our position. But she reached out and said, you know, I, I came downstairs, which we've been to his house. Now we sort of know the layout. Like, she came downstairs and found Andy uh, breathing very heavy, having a hard time, and didn't think it was like, you know, uh, an emer- like, it was an emergency, but not, uh, you know, this is it. Uh, she ran next door, and they have an EMT that's a friend and a neighbor who's really been, he, he helped Andy through this whole process, and Danielle. Um, I wish I could meet that guy, because, you know, yeah. uh, he gave us the best gift ever. But um, he so, came over yeah. and, yeah, basically found Andy unconscious and gave him chest compressions and brought him back to us. Uh, they got him to the hospital and they moved him to a bigger hospital because he was in pretty bad shape. It turned out he went to cardiac arrest because he had some kind of bacterial infection. Um, I don't think we ever confirmed whether it was like bronchitis or uh, pneumonia or whatever. None, it doesn't matter. you yeah, know. Because he had a phlegm problem that just wouldn't. Yeah, so he had that, so that sore throat was a problem that aggravated his breathing which you know when he's breathing heavy uh his his body's weakened you know so it literally put him into cardiac arrest and if danielle had not found him uh and the neighbor would not have been quick enough he would have been gone that morning um and it's crazy it's just like my mind can't fathom because it goes we recorded you know at the desk two weeks later he records in bed two weeks later and two weeks later, he cancels, and the next day, he goes into cardiac arrest. And literally two weeks later, to the day, that following Tuesday, uh, Andy went into palliative care, which is a new term for me. I was not mm-hmm. aware. It's sort of yeah. like hospice, right. but it's not even like hospice because you don't get to go to a, a special wing and bed. And basically, it's it's like they gave him medication. that He gets to choose when, you know, and he gets to choose who's in the room. And he gets to decide, okay, I'm ready. They gave him medication, um, took him off his his uh, BiPAP mask, which was helping him breathe, um, and he can go at peace surrounded by the ones he loves. And uh, it's just the timeline is what fucks me up. Yeah, because when he went into the hospital, you know, I mean, obviously we're obviously we're concerned cardiac arrest it's pretty serious right but even still then they were they were seeming optimistic we were seeming optimistic it was like i think friday when we finally 
you know, was like, you know, maybe we should send balloons or something to the hospital. And, you know, we debated on it kind of back and forth between the three of us to the point where it's like, well, he's going to be out by the time he gets them. He's going to be out of the hospital back at home. And, and they no could sense. use, yeah, and it's like he's going to be out and he could probably use the 30 bucks we're going to spend on balloons. Yeah, exactly. At, you know, because he's going to go home and he's going to need the treatment and all the stuff, you yep. know, that Danielle has been fundraising for because, you know, she was keeping us updated and, and she was also optimistic. You know, this was uh, another bump in the road, but it sounded like, you we, know, we the talking doctors. With, uh, audio specialists about being able yeah. to use his previously recorded voice and to to get to still get him to be able to talk uh ai style and like we were going to be meeting with some of those guys and just every day the next day was just you know like erase the slate and, yeah. and just it's start over it's worse and the yeah. th the things we wanted to do we couldn't keep we couldn't keep up with the updates like okay we we have to buckle down we have to go see andy let's do it on this date well and then you know it was uh you know snaff weekend uh you know the attackers heard that bonus episode recapping snaff and just every single day it just was just worse and worse and it's like we we knew we didn't have time to go at that point um we didn't. We weren't even sure if we were even gonna get a chance to talk to him again. So we were like recorded a video to send to Danielle to show him, and yeah, it was. Uh, it it just went yeah. fast that weekend. That Sunday of snap, we recorded that video that he he had decided that Tuesday was his day, and we're like, shit. Well, we can't even get there. Yeah, yeah and. Uh, and to put that in the context real quick too, um, especially now that oh. we have been there, uh, it's it's a it's a six hour drive plus, one yeah. way. Plus. Yeah, plus. Yeah. Well, yeah, for Tad it's like almost eight hours. Yeah. But uh, if you're like, I think I've had some people just sort of. I mean, I, obviously we've heard a lot of people say be shocked, you know, because they did not. And we are too, you know, everybody, I think Danielle, uh, hanging out with her over the weekend is just sort of just still like, this can't be real. Like, this is so fucking stupid. But, um, no. I th like people have asked like, you know, what, how did it go from, you know, the hospital to choosing to go and, uh, right. What what basically the option were you know like we like Mike mentioned earlier they were and and they were talking about you know different options for communications uh, figuring out whether it's a voice box all this stuff because uh, the only option they really had to keep him around because basically they they put on this BiPAP mask and it's not quite a ventilator but it's also not an oxygen mask it's somewhere in between where it's not breathing for him, but it's helping him. It's not just pumping oxygen. It is helping him inhale and exhale. And uh, it's it's very uncomfortable. Uh, it goes over your whole entire face, almost besides your eyes and down under your chin. Um, and he had a tube through his nose to help with feeding. Uh, so he hadn't had anything to eat or drink in 10 days. Um, and they gave him... Basically, yeah, the choice, ultimatum, uh, him and Danielle, they basically said, and, and from what Danielle was saying, uh, she said that they almost were just like, 
almost not even going to give him the choice. We're just going to, like, here's what we have to do to save him is give him a trach, which is, you know, typically you, you see trachs in, you know, the old, I think of the 80s commercials where it's, they're tra- anti-smoking commercials where they're like, yeah. you know, if you smoke, you're going to get throat cancer and they're going to have to cut a hole in your throat and the people who talk with the little, you know, robot voice type thing. Um, that's what they were saying that they would do that. And he would have like a stomach plug, basically a plug that goes right to his stomach that Danielle would hook a feeding tube up and feed him. So he would never speak again. He would never drink. He would never eat again. Um, you know, he would just be pumping nutrition into his stomach to keep him around for who knows how much longer. And, uh, you know, he with a fully functional brain, brain. and yeah. conscious but a completely non-functional body. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So at that point, yeah, he could no longer really, I mean, it wasn't even a matter of like, if you take his voice away, he can write, he cannot write. Um, he maybe could blink, but you know, there's just not, they, they gave him two choices, you know, do this or pick, pick when you want to go. And, uh, if you guys, and you do your listeners, you know, Andy, that's he. That would be a literal prison for him to be. That brain of his, that manic, crazy son of a bitch, <laughs> stuck in a body that it, it, if he couldn't talk, that would just yeah. be torture for him. Because you know, you've listened to the show. You know that man uh, loved to talk, loved to express himself, uh, and a great writer. And if he can't communicate, then it's not you know. I think the choice was probably pretty easy for him. And as far as like, if I have these two options and of course it's not an easy choice for anyone, but you know, Danielle, like I said, had been updating us through it. And she was basically saying, you know, she told him not to make the choice when he was hungry. And, uh, you know, they got him rested and gave him time, uh, because it sounded like the doctors were like, we just want to jump in and do this thing you know, and see where it goes. And Andy, I think was just sort of like, and then what, you know, sit here in this bed or sit in a bed at home for however long. And uh, just, just not prolong the inevitable. Right. And especially for him, man, like that to him is not living. That's existing. And he didn't, and, that and it's being a, a burden on her. He didn't want to. Right. Yeah. yeah. He, he told us that like, right after he was officially diagnosed at Mayo that, you know, it was he, and like you said, he was optimistic. He was saying, you know, I if I have to be in a wheelchair or whatever, I'm cool with that. I just don't want as long as I'm not a burden on Danielle's life, then I'm I'm cool with it. You know, that's I'm I'll have to figure it out and deal with it. And that was what like two months ago, probably. It's like yeah. wild shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, he made the decision for it to be, you know, the 18th, so then he could spend the rest of that time, you know, having his family, you know, his brother was uh, over in Europe or something, right, or something like that, so waiting for him to get back. Also, he can, like, see the people you love, talk to the people he loved, um, let them know how he felt about them and how, and getting to... um, for all of them to be able to, uh, you know, say their goodbyes and uh, getting to tell him how much, you know, they love him. <clears throat> and I know that that time was extremely precious to 
him and to Danielle um, with all the family and stuff. And, and they were oh so gracious of giving us an hour of that time and doing a Skype with him on that Monday before um, letting us get on and get a chance to talk to Andy and, and let him know how much we love him and how much he means to us and our chances to say goodbye and for him to tell us how much we have meant to him. So that's an opportunity in this whole messed up thing we call life that you don't you don't get you don't get very often and one in a million one in a million and forever i mean you know we've all lost some people in our lives and you don't get that opportunity and you always have that like man i just wish i could see them one last time tell them i love them or whatever we got that with andy and the fact that uh they took that time for for us and i know it was for andy as well but uh you know, their, you know, his family, Danielle, and and her family giving us that hour is something I'm eternally grateful for. Yeah, he had, you know, I mean, obviously, it's like we. I think, in terms of like hours, I mean, we literally mm-hmm. talked to him at five p.m. in twenty-five hours and tw- eleven minutes, or so, you know, it's like. Down, like literally like he had 24 hours left and we got one of those 24 hours and that's like the fucking best thing anyone's ever given to me mm-hmm. <laughs> the, as you say the best worst thing <laughs> the best worst call of your life oh yeah i mean we oh. all knew we when we sent danielle that video on sunday you know we thought worst case scenario he'll get to see this uh, but best case scenario and worst case scenario you know it was like yeah We'll get to talk to him tomorrow, and, uh, you know, knowing that all day Monday, I'm sure you guys felt the same way. It was just like, what the fuck do I say to a person? What I've never I've never been in a position yeah. knowing that this would be the last yeah. time mm-hmm. I get to say something. And, of course, I was just a fucking fum- bubbling mess oh. imme- immediately. <laughs> so and uh, You were the most and, coherent one out of all of us. Who are you kidding? <laughs> but then Andy he gets on, and he can't even fucking breathe, and he's dropping, you know, fucking knowledge on us. And yeah, yeah and profound, and... profound quotes that could be chiseled on all of our tombstones. And... That, yeah. Just right uh, out of the gate, like, talking about his uh, Dennis Hopper cosplay look. From blue velvet yeah he's made got a, that mask on his face <laughs> making fun of himself and uh i thought one thing that really stuck out to me uh obviously you know all of it was fantastic we recorded it and uh you know maybe someday go back and look but probably not um because we have a lot of good videos of andy yeah. uh, mm-hmm. luckily but um one thing that stood out to me is that andy was never one to and even his, when we got to see him meeting his mom this weekend, she was like, I didn't know for the first year that he was on the podcast. Uh, and I, and <laughs> yeah. I joked, and we sort of joked, and I said, I'm not even sure Andy knew we were recording for the first year. I think he just, <laughs> he just thought, because Andy does, Andy, you might, got, you, call. right, yeah. you guys might not know, but Andy doesn't listen to podcasts. He didn't ever listen to podcasts. No. Uh, I don't know if he knew what a podcast was when he joined the podcast. That's so uh, true. I probably just was like, hey, man, I got some friends you got to meet. Uh, you should 
hang out with us on Skype and he had a blast and it was like, you want to do it again next week? And he probably thought it was just a zoom call. And then it's like, Oh, you're recording this. But, um, <laughs> towards our last conversation, he, he, you know, was, he could literally say one word at a time. And Danielle was translating through the mask for us. Um, said that it meant the world to him that we gave him the opportunity to speak to you guys, like the listeners, uh, and, you know, to read, because I think once, and maybe it's just in my brain, I don't know, we never got to really discuss it, but it's like, I think maybe when he started doing the horror hangouts with us and he yeah. got to see Roman and Stefan, and it's like, oh, it's not just like, a group, a group of our fr- close friends, people like people from all over the world, you dummy. Just yeah, like <laughs> all over the world, and people we don't know, and we've met through the show because of the show, and I think yeah. it clicked for him. And so he mentioned, yeah, in that last talk, like to be able to reach people all over the world, yeah. uh, you know, and and to be able to hear, like, to get to get make friends and hear, you know, that your his his insight and his knowledge on horror was appreciated and, and yeah. meant something to people. And I think it finally was like clicking to him. Cause you know, you, you might've noticed Andy never like shared links about the show. He never, <laughs> uh, you know, he never promoted it. Andy, you know, for all, you know, for all his family knew he was never on this thing. But, uh, then when we were there this weekend, we were like, you know, Oh my gosh, the podcast guys, Andy's and we're like, Apparently we meant something to him. Apparently he mentioned us a few times because yeah, uh, yeah. everybody wanted a hug from us, and it's like, damn, Andy did care. He just had a different way of, of <laughs> yeah. you know, sharing oh, it. Yeah. yeah, I definitely through that last conversation with him, and then all you know his his family talking to him over the over the weekend. Uh, it really dawned on me how much this show meant to, being on this show meant to him. Oh yeah. You know, and and Ugh. not just the fact that you know, hey, I get to talk, you know, and get heard all over the world, but the fact that he has now a a circle of friends that he could talk about this shit with. Because we learned how just how fucking small his town crazy. is. Yeah, yeah, is literally yeah. in the middle of fucking nowhere. So, and I think it was Danielle that said so that doesn't even make sense. Something about like he just he just never really felt like. He had connections with people because of his in, because of his interests. Um, I mean, even though you know, he was obviously well loved, you should have seen yeah. the crowd at that church. Oh man! You know, the he guy, had you plenty know. of friends, just not his horror friends. Yeah, just nobody to talk to about this stuff. And then he meets us, and now he's got somebody to talk to about this stuff, and not just on the podcast. You know, uh, Tad, you said that you guys like message practically every day about like, hey, you know this. This Blu-ray's coming out. T-shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh my gosh, thing. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just basically, you know, en- enabled each other. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I think in a game of chicken, you know, I don't know what you consider the winner or loser, but looking at Andy's house, uh, you know, if, if you're saying spending, mon- spending the most money is the loser, he was losing because uh, I think <laughs> I saw just about everything I've sent him over the past 10 years in that house. Uh, but having the biggest coolest and best collection is, is the winner that right. he won that <laughs> he's won all of us yeah he, he's the winner i don't care who you are listening he has a bigger collection than you um <laughs> yeah. uh yeah they i mean 
Danielle kept joking, like, you know, you need to come up and see the Smith Wasson Museum. Uh, they can charge admission, man. Like Good. we we spent like four hours on in one room, basically, uh, of his house, and still didn't see all of it. It's the Forrest J. Ackerman Museum of Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, just. But it's just amazing. yeah, him being in the middle of nowhere. I, I'm sure that. I mean, I come from a small town too. I feel lucky that I met you guys, but like he's really out there. Yeah. Like it's a miracle that he just. They just somehow picked Snake Alley out of a hat to send a script to, and here we are. Yeah, yeah. because I asked Danielle about that, um, if the listeners – and I guess we can jump into that. We, we, on the drive home, were discussing, like, trying to connect all the webs and figure out, like, you know, Andy's first episode and how he became a member. And I told him on our last discussion um, – you know, I said, I've never told you this because uh, I don't want your ego to get too big. Uh, <laughs> joking with him, of course. But um, Andy came on. Our, the first episode was the Piranha uh, 3D episode as a commentary. 164. 164, yep. Yeah, so I've known Andy for almost 10 years, which I was surprised to hear Danielle was saying, doing the you know math, and she's like, you know, it's crazy to think I've only known him 10 years, so I must have met them, like, right when they started dating, it must have been like their yeah. first sort of one of their bigger trips was the Snake Alley, because uh, it's been at least nine or ten years. Um, and you know, it was like I, we were looking back and we couldn't. Uh, we were like, why did we have like five guests on these shows? But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the, we we did a commentary and basically I had my friend Adam over at the actual at my actual house and gave him a second mic and a headset and then uh, I was like. We should have my friend Andy, I know, through uh, the film festival on the show as a guest. He's really funny. He knows his horror through and through. But I, in that conversation, I, I told him the story about how I invited him on the show. He did. We did a commentary. He made us all bust out laughing with his Ving Rhames uh, impression throughout the whole episode. <laughs> we hung up, and then immediately in the group chat, it was like, do you think this guy's the... You think the, what you I'm know, thinking? Yeah, yeah, I think when I'm thinking this guy could be like the next, you know, co-host with us if he's up for it. And I honestly remember being like, I don't know, man, he's Andy. Like he, I mean, not that like I didn't think he's a fit. I just didn't know if he would say yes because he's he's sure. he was yeah. so uh, such a routine guy. Um, if he didn't know, he would wake up every morning at like 4 a.m. and put on a weighted vest and weighted <laughs> ankle weights, and he'd walk the neighborhood like a weirdo. Oh. Uh, and now we've seen that neighborhood. And, that makes sense. Yeah, and then he'd go home and he would uh, watch movies while lifting weights, and that was and you know hang out with his cats and his wife, and that was Andy's life. So to throw this new thing into his yeah. routine, you know, uh, I'm not sure he knew what he was saying yes to, but <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it, it, literally, I told him, you know, like it went from you guessing on a commentary to the next episode 2 weeks later he yes. was the co-host we did not have, we did not wait another episode uh, i didn't get that privilege even man it All wasn't right. even the next episode like <laughs> yeah no, you know that might be the fastest and and we were sort of joking you know we had Blake and, and Adam on the show and it was like was it an audition i'm like no that was never intention but uh, <laughs> you know to think like we had two other guests on and Andy stood out so much that the next episode he's listed as a host, and that was history, you know, ever since then. 
almost five years ago. And we were listening to a little bit before we uh, before we called you Tad for the for this. We were listening to like the the intro to the next episode, um, one sixty five, uh, which is about eight twenty four, and we were doing the podcast crew. Uh, intros and he's the first introduced. Yeah. There's no like, hey, welcome aboard, anything like that. <laughs> it's, like, it's as if he'd just been like he's old. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. And uh, Mike's intros still haven't gotten any better since then. Come on, <laughs> they are so bad. Sorry, I love you. Uh, yeah. So, and then we were it, it, just like the synchronicity of Andy, like. When we went to his visitation, we, on the way up, we were, when we were talking about um, our, one of our favorite listeners and friend and, and frequent guest, uh, Mike Reeb, the Reebster, you can do a little Reebster. thing. There we go. Um, you know, we were talking about him and how this weird web of, like, Reebster knew Andy, but and we knew Reeb, but, like, you guys didn't know Andy, but I knew Andy and I didn't know Reeb. <laughs> and it's like we everybody knew each other somehow, but not you know it's like the five degrees of Andy yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's like weird to think of a time because to me it's like I I don't know like you guys just I feel like I've been your guys' friends like forever you know and it's yeah. it's like yeah it definitely feels and, that and, way sometimes yeah and I knew Andy before I knew you guys and it's like that like how you know it's just like my. My brain just doesn't like process like, yeah, we've all just been this family of horror friends forever, and uh, yeah, and and you know then we see Reeb at the visitation and yeah, we get there great, and there's Reeb, yeah, yeah, and got to talk to him and Reeb is not Reeb is a busy family man, so he hasn't he wasn't on social media and just found out like three in the morning the the day of the visitation, uh, so I can't imagine yeah. what a surprise mm. that was to him. I don't even yeah yeah. yeah. Which, you know, it's a surprise to us, and we were hearing updates every day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, I, I can imagine you, the listeners, when you saw that, were just sort of, you know, holy shit. Um, God forbid, if you're finding out through this show right now, I'm so sorry. Yeah. 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 But, oh. uh, you know, I was, I was, I've been, like, on the notepad thing on my phone, have written, like, a post, like, 15 times and deleted it about, mm-hmm. like, Andy and what he meant to me and how... I met him and our history and it's like nothing ever for a wordsmith like him is like nothing feels worthy, <laughs> right. uh, you know, and I'm trying to figure out just a way to like word it without making it sound too fake or preachy. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just imagining in my head him like, you know, correcting and making fun of what I'm saying and call me, you know, names for <laughs> crying on this, on a podcast about him and, uh, but it, it it's just like until this sort of happened, I didn't even really like my brain didn't even really like remember like oh I met Andy Daniel through the the film festival and it's it, it is just a weird anomaly because I asked Daniel to visitation like I just how did you what what sparked this like how did you end up at Snake Alley because we just made this drive and it is not like a close film festival Burlington <laughs> no, and there has to be way more closer film festivals yeah, to where they are and Chester are not uh, nearby um, and she said that she submitted first and got accepted and they liked the fest so much that you know the next few years they both submitted work and they both were writers block winners um, winners of best 
screenplays. And uh, uh, I just, even now that I, it was, when I met Andy, I was not running the film festival. I was just like a goer, a fan, a person in attendance, was not a judge, was not a volunteer, just was going to watch some films and because I loved it. And uh, I, I'm not one, even now that I run it, there's sometimes I am just so meek and shy around new people that I'm like, I try to put myself out there and meet everybody that comes because I do appreciate everybody, but also... I'm just, I get anxious. Um, but I remember like seeing this dude who had the, the funny, like the, the nicest warm smile and fucking jacked, you know, like ripped and wearing a super tight shirt and, uh, just a cool looking dude. And he was wearing like all weekend wearing like horror shirts. And then I was like, he, he only, he's like the only one who had, he like wrote a horror screenplay. Like no one, before or after Andy, you know, no one's really done that. Like that was his, his realm. Uh, and I was like, shit, man, this guy. And it was like very twilight zone esque. I remember. And, uh, I was like, I gotta know this guy, it, you know, it's going to have to get over my break the ice and, and just get out of my comfort zone and get to know this guy. Cause I was going to after parties and stuff, but I was hanging out with my friends and, uh, you know, introduced myself to him and, and of course met Danielle and I'm like, Oh, these guys are the best. And Andy, you know, if you, he didn't know a stranger, you know, he would make sure he was not like meek or shy or anything. He talked to everybody. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, he was always at the, he was not one to actually go to many of the after parties If him and Daniel went, they went, they left pretty early. Cause Andy, uh, if you guys don't know, was, uh, was sober. So he, you know, was over that addiction, very proud of that, of himself to getting over that. So, uh, him and Danielle did not stay out late. And as I make fun of Andy on the show all the time for going to bed at like eight o'clock at night, <laughs> uh, much to his dismay, um, yeah. just waiting for a ghost slap anytime now. But, uh, yeah. So it, it just, what I'm trying to say is like, I met them, you know, almost 10 years ago and have always kept in touch through social media. And then I look forward to them coming every year for the festival and getting to see them in person and hang out with them all weekend. And just became sort of this like, cool little family you get to see once a year and then when i got to have him as a guest and an eventual co-host on the show and introduce him to my other friends that i met through the film festival and through local horror scene and stuff like you create that bond and i always talk about like the jason and mike like i've met so many great people through you guys i was glad to like bring one to you finally (laughs) um and you know it's just it's like weird to think about, you know, a time before that when we weren't doing that. And, yeah. and but then, but but the, what I'm trying to say too is that because of that, I also it went from once a year at Snake Alley to now we get to see him at Crypticon, Kansas City. And then we get to see yeah. him at Halloween Palooza, and you know wherever. And it was like we got to try to get to see him as much as we could, and uh, you know it was great to be able to see. Andy in his element, which is at a horror con or horror, mm-hmm. com, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I watched this morning all of all of his videos that he's featured in for Attack of the Killer podcast. All of his video updates and stuff. And my favorites are uh, um, the ones where there's like four or five of them where it's us at at, a, at either at Halloween Palooza or Crypticon that we're all together. Uh, Jason took all those videos and, and, um, you know, our video updates are a Patreon perk, 
uh, exclusive for the attackers, but he made all those available uh, for in, in a playlist for everybody to see on there on YouTube, so you guys can you guys can see Andy and get to see some of his uh, collection. But uh, we did that soda. We did that soda yeah. pop challenge. Or yeah, he he brought yeah the test yeah the Roddy Piper uh, bubble gum, yeah. all out of bubble gum soda for us. I love that he like drove that shit. I mean, the drive that we took, he drove that soda all the way from there to Atomwa, <laughs> and then he came to us and was like, "Let's do this." You know, I love it. Like, yeah, he was. You know that he held on to that bottle as much as he wanted to. You know, either keep it up <laughs> on the shelf and not drink it, or you know, just drink it at home. He's like, oh, we got to make something out of this. Yeah, this is his plan. I mean, he got, he got enough for all, all of us to, you know, all four of us to do a dumb little video. For yeah, to, just to <laughs> do a video. Yeah, yeah. And then his funeral was the next day. After yeah, the after visitation. the visitation. Yeah, Monday was the funeral. And yeah, again, can't get over just how. Which was yesterday. That's true. Yeah, that for we're us, recording that was this. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty. I mean, they they we had to go upstairs. There were so many people, and mm-hmm. they had to like, yeah. I mean, it was like there was no nowhere else to sit. If anybody Standing else would come, only at that. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty awesome to see. I think looking at our our drives through Chester, I'm pretty sure everybody in town was there. Yeah, kind of. I think they might have just shut the town down for Andy. Yeah. It felt like it, yeah. It really did. Yeah. And they they told some great Andy stories. Oh, that great Andy stories. Uh, yes. We might not. A few of them we haven't heard, um, and a few we have. Uh, I think we're we're all still laughing about how uh, they talked about his penchant for, for professional wrestling, which you guys all knew about. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, obsession with 80s and 90s wrestling, even in the 70s. Uh, but... His older siblings, Andy was the youngest. He has an older sister that we got to meet. She's she's fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, and an older brother. And his older brother and sister would tease him about his love for wrestling, and his brother told him, you know, you know this stuff is not real. And uh, Andy kicked him in the groin. This is a 10-year-old Andy, I believe is what they <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, he was 10. Yeah. yeah, kicked his older brother in the groin and is like, you know, is it real now? <laughs> is, that, is that or something like, is that real? Is that real? Yeah. Does that feel real? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I heard it in Andy adult voice, but like pitched down a little bit because you know he. <sighs> I, I like the story about the Monte Carlo. Like, yes, he wanted oh, he wanted a gosh. Monte Carlo so bad, and his friends and family used to tease him that he would never get one. And he worked really hard, I think, at Pizza Hut or something to save up money. Got himself a Monte Carlo, his dream car, and got a personalized license plate that said, I told you so. And that is... It's the big fuck you that yes. everybody ever gave him shit about. <laughs> I told you. It's great, too. I mean, that's obviously something that uh, the whole family cherishes because they had that license plate at the visitation and at the yeah. at the funeral. Too funny. Yeah. It's just such an Andy, uh, Andy thing. I don't know if you guys got a little chuckle out of it, but when, when the, uh, you know, uh, pastor, reverend, 
I don't never know. know. Yeah, is doing the the sermon and starts talking about Andy and starts talking about the being a fan of wrestling and he's doing that long, descript, really funny styling profiling the Ric Flair. The, yep, yeah. the Ric Flair speech. I, I I feel like Andy wrote. I mean, did Andy made him that? say it right? Just to make him say that in church, because I think even Mother Lovin' was one of the yep. <laughs> one yep. of the descriptives. <laughs> he had to change, yeah, <laughs> change a few things about that, and he had to change. Um, Andy sort of had one last thing he had to say on his way out, and uh, I know Andy in the actual what he actually said was as shitty as it has been to lay here in this bed for the last ten days without a drop of water and any food. They did not say shitty, obviously, in the church. Um, but I love that Danielle made sure to it said that like everywhere else in the post and stuff because yeah. that's that's what he said. Yep, yep, exactly. But yeah, that cracked me up too. I'm like, somewhere Andy's watching and he's just fucking rolling that he got this said in a church for the first yes. time ever. Yeah, I was, I was, I was laughing at that and was pretty proud of him for. <laughs> That accomplishment, cause that was awesome. Never and, have I heard yeah. <laughs> a religious figure talk like that. It was awesome. And it, it was in streamed, the it was streamed on Facebook. I need to like get that clip, and we need to send it to Ric Flair somehow. We need to get it to him mm. so he oh, can yeah. see that it was said at a funeral in a church because uh, it's just – it's got to be the only time. But uh, – <laughs> Yeah, that that was perfect, and then just the flood of photos between the visitation and funeral. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard, but also just it's hard not to fucking laugh at so many because Andy, you know, obviously had family pictures where he's smiling and stuff. But man, like that guy knew how to pose for a photo <laughs> and goofball. and had a million of them. Like just yeah. a uh, just, I mean, between the two, we were there for hours and we seen, and it's like I don't think I saw the same one repeat twice. You know. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting in the most somber, sad moment ever in a church, and I'm I, like, I have tears welling up in my eyes, and then I'm like laughing. It's like yep. my my brain doesn't know how to process it because just the the stream of pictures of him, the one that always makes me laugh, um, and I it popped up before we made the the trip, and just I, I've been scrolling through Facebook and just looking at old pictures and stuff, and was when he was in town in Burlington for the film festival and he was wearing his Macho Man purple that macho t-shirt. Macho Man picture is the and, best. And he is at like, a, and, and what makes it better is <sighs> I know where he's at. It's, uh-huh. this, it's this store that is like for women in their like, you know, like basically like older women, like 50 to 60. It's like they buy like, the whole store is color coordinated. So you go to the yellow section, you get like a yellow purse with a yellow necklace and a yellow hat or a green. It's like, it's not like even a, it's like an old woman store. And he somehow found these big, stupid sunglasses and he was like, <laughs> Macho Man glasses, put them on, did a Macho Man pose, flexed, and had Danielle take a picture. That's and that's just what cracked. Yeah, it was perfect. It looked, just, you know, he had the pose down just on, on cue. Because he clearly had practiced it a hundred times. Right. And the best that, yeah, it just cracks me up because he's at a store where these old women are just like, have no idea what he's doing. He just grabs these sunglasses off the shelf and strikes a pose. And that was Andy, man. Like, and and he's shopping in an old old woman's store and finds a way to (laughs) do that shit, you know? Like, you're going to drag me in here. I'm going to make a scene out of it. (laughs) 
<laughs> Always a goofball. Yep. And just seeing the flood of photos from Snake Alley brings up so many memories. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. over the years, the different Andys, we had long curly hair Andy. We yeah. had, you know, buzzed hair Andy. Um, we had the cool, like, I don't know, what do you call this? Newsy hat Andy. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then and then looking through, I saw, like, you know, uh, pictures of his parents. And then when we got to meet his parents this weekend, his mom was like, Oh, we actually made that trip. I'm like, I, I saw you in the pictures, and some, you know, I, I'm sure I met them when they were there, and just didn't remember each other. But uh, for them to make that trip, you know, they were so proud of, of yeah. Andy. Yeah. Uh, that's so cool. Like that trip I, wiped I, me out. I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. and I, I explained to her, uh, his mom. I'm like, my dad has never been. He lives in Burlington. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and that's not like a poor me. It's like. It's just like you really loved your son, man. Like you made that trip. That's dedication, you know. And and, and it was evident how clear, evident how proud they were of Andy and yeah. and uh, his siblings, and just so much love for him. Like, yeah, you know, it, it was like it was hard, but it was just weird because you know. And Danielle said it too. Was like you know, is it probably comes off as like weird to everybody because I'm here laughing, but you, I mean it's. Andy, man, like it's that's Andy. what he, it's yeah, what it's he like, would want. he would want that. Right. And we don't have stories where, you know, remember when Andy did this or that, it's always, remember when Andy f- fucked with us and made us laugh or said that thing that made us laugh or did that impression and ruined Don knots for us forever. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Bullwinkle. Yeah. Like, uh, Andy's mom talking with her at the visitation. She had no idea that he did all these impersonations. He would not share share that with her and i think that's you know probably because you know you guys have heard recasting he gets a little he gets a little nasty r-rated very r-rated and you know we were talking about like well you know putting together some of that for her so she can hear some of it and it's like well we'll have to do the uh the mom edit so which would be really really short It'd be the intro and that's it yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> well then even hearing when he was still with us, uh, and we're getting updates, you know, Andy or Danielle was sort of joking with us, like, you know, he's made it clear, like, his mom's the best woman in the world. Like, it ranks yeah. above me. And we're like, oh, no. And she, his mom's going, no, no. And she goes, no. He said, like, you know, she is the, the you know, the, like, greatest woman to live and in, in the best, whatever. And it was just funny, like, hearing that. And then we get, to, you know, meet the legendary mom and she might be the sweetest human I've ever met. Uh, she was, she was a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, doesn't surprise me that Andy has awesome parents and siblings and Danielle does too. Her family's great. Yeah. And it's just like, I've never, even in my own family have been to like a, a <laughs> celebration of life and funeral stuff where just everybody was just so good. You know, everybody was just so, nice and sweet and welcoming and warm and i just never felt uncomfortable it was like i was just sort of and not my my expectations were like this is going to be doom and gloom but man like they just embraced us like we were family and brought it welcomed us to you know chester and just it's comforting to me just to know that he his life was surrounded by that yeah absolutely And that's those are the people that were with him when he decided to go and know that he was, you know, surrounded with love and the right the right people and he wasn't alone and 
he didn't he like he said he didn't go out on the on his living room floor you know yeah uh anybody, yeah. Uh, this might be a tough one to try to remember we've done so many episodes i don't <laughs> i know uh, I, want, I want some more i want some more fun stories but yeah. does anybody have a particular podcast memory uh that stands out with andy i mean Obviously, love the recasting, and I think I've talked about it before, but when he added Bullwinkle Moose <laughs> to the mix. That's the one that... Here's the thing, though, <laughs> is what I love... I mean, Don Knotts, hands down, was... Uh, the second he would start doing Don Knotts, I would die laughing, but it yep. didn't matter what he was saying. But when he would get Don Knotts to start swearing it and then forget about it, I pee my pants every time, but... I swear, and I, you know, he, all that like improv stuff that he's doing in between the script reads, yeah. you know, he's got that all planned out. And I swear, yeah. I, I even think I called him out on it, but I, he didn't, he didn't admit to it. But I swear, he intentionally did a story arc with Bullwinkle Moose during recasting, <laughs> because if you go back and listen to when he starts doing Bullwinkle Moose, he's like Bullwinkle straight out of the cartoon, very naive. Very, and then by the end, he's like doing cocaine with Don Knotts and Gary Busey, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for me, it was like, I couldn't believe, like, how, like, Gary Busey was beyond natural to him. Like, he obviously had a lot of it scripted, but, like, it felt like Gary Busey was true improv like i he well, we, really became that version of gary well, busey it if was you unreal. go back to before we started doing recasting and we would just force him on the show to do yeah. gary busey he would he just, would just pull something out of his ass that was utterly hilarious about a little too close to home <laughs> well i think i think yeah like you know obviously really fantastic stuff like out of all the segments we do you know it's or have ever done (laughs) yeah just incredible like i i don't know if people truly you know they laugh obviously but the amount of work and you know and danielle was telling us you know he would do this in notepad on his desktop (laughs) and she finally was like put them in google docs so you can save them because these are not just him like okay i'm gonna do a scene from rob zombies halloween and throw these like he he had to come up with all the intro, the dialogue leading. That was the, the stuff, you know, leading into the scene where they were introducing each character and all the wild shit that Busey would say to the rest of the cast was him <laughs> writing. Yeah, it was yeah. not something that what there were not quotes from Busey that he has said before. Yep. That was Andy's brain creating yep. that though, that wild, that. wild, wild shit is so funny because it's it's That's literally like he. Yeah, he could have been writing, you know, sketch comedy, literally. Yeah, he could have, yeah. You know, and and he had this just, like, in his back pocket, and we're like, you know, hey, you should do, like, a segment on the show. be performing this. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Or you, he could have been performing. Yeah. Another thing I love about recasting that makes me laugh is that he would tell us that he would practice while he was at work. So yeah. he probably looked <laughs> yeah. like the craziest fucking guy ever, just yelling to himself out loud, practicing out loud at work. I think, and, wasn't there a story so he was talking about how he would practice it at work and and like he would get caught laughing to himself because he would come up <laughs> with some bit or something? And they'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. 
And I, I don't remember if he ever mentioned it, like, on the actual, like, while we're recording or if it was always off, you know, after we hit stop. Um, and it's, it's he's, he'd always mention it, and Danielle mentioned it to, even to her family members this weekend, was that when he did Don Knotts, his two cats just wanted to get it on for some reason. Like, it was <laughs> it was some kind of mating call. Something about the pitch in his the voice. Frequencies? Yeah, just... made his cats get horny for each other. <laughs> And, Every and, time, yeah, it was like, and that was the only time that it would happen. Like it wasn't just for Don Nuts. So when you go back and listen, I mean, I get it, but, <laughs> but yeah, uh. it, just imagining the cats like f- like flinging themselves all over the house and then just like mounting each other because of the Don Nuts, the chaos in that house. <laughs> while Andy's trying to do this, while Andy's trying to stay, I, I just uh. I want to see these Google Docs. We'll have, see if Danielle can send us one because I want to see like how he. Knowing Andy's brain, like how he set up a Google Doc, we know that he, he, he could barely turn on his microphone. I know. So to how he could, I'm at, like when Danielle says Notepad, it's like I almost wonder does she mean like physical? Yeah, because she did. Say, she did say she she copied and pasted it into a so Google yeah, Doc. It was in, yeah, it was but, Notepad, Notepad. The program. But I'm just like you know. To, to keep that all straight, to be and, and seamlessly, there would be times a few. Very few, excuse me, times where he would um, stumble or like stop for a second, and then after we hit stop, he'd apologize profusely, like, "I can't believe I did that." And we're like, "I can't believe you don't do that every fucking time you change characters." Because yeah. I would, like, there's no way I could ever do any of that, dude. Like, dude, we could all have one character, and I still wouldn't be able to like keep up with it. Yeah, yeah that's what I was gonna say. Like. You know, I, I script out things I say for the show, and I stumble over it all the time. And that's just my own voice. I'm not trying to do four or five voices. And just for people who don't realize, there was no editing in that. He would jump from voice to voice like that seamlessly. Live. Yeah, yeah live, live. While we're listening. Like, in real time. It's fucking wild. Like, he could have done, you know, if he was a little more uh, tech savvy, it could have been something he recorded Right, on his own time, yeah, and and then we add it to the show later. But that was not the case for him. He just just jump on, and just made it seem so effortless that it's just mind blowing. Like like I said, you know, he could have he could have been a comedy writer and performer. Just literally, the timing was. I mean, people don't also realize like the writing fantastic, but the timing of things is perfect. Oh, yeah. His his comedic timing is what makes it too like. He yep. knows when to pause. He knows when how to react. Because he knew those movies. He knows all the, the inside, movies. Yeah, inside and out. And yeah. <laughs> he knew those scenes. And one hundred percent of the time we'd get done, he'd email me and be like, Was that okay? Yeah. Just always humble. It, like yeah. no, I, I just pissed my pants because it was awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to like pull my, my face away from the mic because I didn't want my laughter to override his, his voices and I know. Oh yeah. We failed at that a lot though. Yeah. I know I did, yeah. So funny. Yeah. yeah. My favorites obviously, uh some of the back and forth bickering we did and in, in all in jest. Because <laughs> oh, I, I knew how to poke the bear of Andy <laughs> and get that get that like engine revving until it just you know, fucking pedal to the floor get Andy go and then he would just let it go. Uh all in good fun. Uh a little bit of that stuff back and forth, our debates on things. Um or when he when he would either really loved or really hated a movie. If he oh, was neutral yeah. on it, it was Dude, nothing. But if it's probably yeah. still one of my hands down all time favorite moments on the show. 
and obviously probably all of us because it gets brought up all the time we talk about bad movies and that is his uh his review on uh clowntergeist (laughs) (laughs) there's never been so much hatred spewed through a microphone for a movie than than Andy at that moment to only attach this shitty movie he hates to himself because he ranted so hard (laughs) it became a thing yeah (sighs) Yeah, he became associated with a movie he hates so much. Not not all the things he hated that he it too hard. Right, all the things, all the great things he said about a hundred and fifty other movies leading up to it. This movie stuck out so much that it just became synonymous with him. That he for the rest of his life he got teased about it. I'll try. We'll try and find that clip and cut uh, it that'd out. Be awesome. That'd be pretty fun. And, and it sort of became his bar for movies. It was like, it, you know, nothing could get worse. So it was like, well, at least it wasn't Clowntergeist. <laughs> and, and maybe oh. the, the, another thing that I always thought was uh, great was when we actually, me and him, would rarely agree on something. And it was like, what? Like, <laughs> What do we do now? We, we feel the same? Yeah, I, it's like, yeah, I actually agree with Tad on this one. I'm like, are you, are you sure? <laughs> uh, which is funny because like in real life like we're both obviously hardcore twin peaks and john carpenter like we have yeah, a lot of stuff so much in common yeah and and so when it comes to the show when you know we would we would disagree a lot and, and a lot of it was just you know like i said poking fun at him about his the, the jordan peele thing i knew really oh could you'd get, always get him with that yeah, and and just just knowing because you know I know Andy, you know he, he, I commend him for actually being the one person I know that will say you know I didn't like Get Out, but just to to rag on him every time, be like, well, I mean you don't even like Get Out, so what's your opinion matter? <laughs> and that, oh, what like you know he just get going. <laughs> the time I told him uh, when you know we we're talking about the new Candyman coming out, and I was oh, like, oh, shit. so you, yeah, you don't like Nia DaCosta, so you're sexist too? Oh my God, he blew oh, he up on blew me. Up. <laughs> I think that was on a bonus episode because I, I remember messaging him afterwards and I'm like, you know, I'm sorry if I really got you mad. And he's like, no, no, like that was, I mean, he's like, I mean, for a second I was pissed off, but, you know, we just, it's a show, man. Like, this is what we do. And, uh, and you know, telling, uh, like, I, I remember I probably messaged Brian Clark and I was like, you need to get a get on uh, our Patreon, you know, so you can hear this rant that Andy really got pissed at me. It was fun. <laughs> Yeah. Any other show show oh. moments? Well, there's the uh, there's the infamous how he would answer the call every time we started yeah. uh, setting up the show. Every time uh, he would connect onto the call, he'd be like, "What?" <laughs> every time. Yes. Yeah. So, so we use a program called Clean Feed, and it's basically like you know. Skype or whatever, but it was just audio only. It's an audio recorder through the browser. Uh, and Jason sets it all up with all the sounds and clips and everything, and he sends us individual links. And Andy was usually the last one to jump on the call because he's out in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska. He had probably to put has his weights to, down. To he, had put his, he had to put his weights down and uh, had to, like, uh, you know, put the water bottle in, or the dangle the carrot in front of the hamster that runs Chester's internet. Right. Um, and he would jump on, and we'd all be waiting for it, and it'd little pop up, and here comes Andy, and you just what? Like we're we're interrupting his dinner or interrupting yeah. his family time. Like, what do you want? But he did it every time every for time. five years. Yes, every it, it, and we ne- we laughed every fucking every time. time. 
Yeah. Never changed the tone of it. Never. I mean, it was the same exact joke every other <laughs> Tuesday for five straight years, and we still laughed at it. Yeah. And he even did it on our very last talk with him. He did. Yeah, he did. He yeah. fucking did. And he did it in some of the videos you guys mentioned. Yeah, there's a couple of the. I urge everybody to go check out check out his uh, his videos on the on the Killer Podcast YouTube channel. There's a couple of them on there. He starts off with the what? That's great. And it's great. And uh, and speaking of those, it always like cracked me up because uh, the dynamic sort of behind the scenes in creating the content for the the attackers we'd always be like andy like dude i've recorded like eight videos get one out man and he took it so seriously like he didn't want to just like jump in front of the phone and open a new toy like i do you know not saying that you know i'm just pumping out shit for you guys but like (laughs) andy if he was like if i'm going to record a video i'm going to give you a 20 minute thing where i go into depth about this whole horror box i got or this new you know it was never just an unboxing to Andy. He wanted to like he, he's just almost like a perfectionist. He'd have Daniel film it. And I'm like, dude, just get a tripod and, you know, like show off some of your stuff. Cause as we know now, you know, we knew his collection. He did the little tour of his room, but when you're in that fucking room, he could have done a new video every day on something in that yeah. room. Oh yeah. And gone for it's you impressive. know, yeah, the rest of the rest of all of our lives, and and never repeated the same thing twice. Um, but to know that like he cared that much about the the quality of stuff, like he didn't want to just push out something. He wanted to. He, he's like, I'm going to save it up so I can make something, you know, a longer video, something more. I don't know. He he did one one of my favorite ones that he did. He goes through the history of formats. Um, for horror movies, uh, and using stuff from his collection. So he'll start off talking about um, Super 8, and then he goes to Beta, and he goes to VHS. And it, it's, it just shows, a video like that just shows the uh, the work he would put into it. It wasn't just always about there would be a theme or, or you know, trying to do something maybe a little educational in it. It was never just about like, hey, look at my stuff. Yeah, because I'm definitely like looking at my stuff, but Andy, <laughs> and Andy could have been looking at my stuff because we looked at his stuff and holy shit, man! Oh yeah. Well, and then you also joked it was pretty funny that after now having seen his house, that if he did a video, he probably didn't do as many videos because it would take him forever to dig out all the stuff from all the <laughs> yeah. different rooms to get it onto one video. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it would be a chore just to get the items together. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The, I think the fu- the thing that from our visit this weekend, uh, we we like I said, we got to finally go see the Smith Wasson Museum and look through Andy's massive, massive, massive collection. Uh, the thing that we all just like, I mean, we 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 kept pointing like we're like kids in candy store, just kept pointing, oh, yeah. saying, "Look at this, look at this, look at this," and and it was like very surreal because yeah. it's not just someone's collection. This is like. This you felt like you were with you know like this is a piece of Andy like it, it absolutely his personality in a house, um, but the the thing that will always stand out to me was and we all laughed about it was that he had this Vincent Price shrunken head kit this big one beautiful box and Mike was like 
you know, we're all talking about like, oh, did you see this? And, and Mike's like, this really stood out for me, that Vincent Price, that old vintage Vincent Price shrunken head kit. And I'm like, holy shit, you see what's on top of the Vincent Price shrunken head kit? What is it? It's a mini Vincent Price shrunken head kit. And it's like the size of, you're literally Order? my thumbnail. Yeah. yeah, the size it's, of my thumbnail. It's a, it's like one of those mini brand toys. Yeah, it is. It's not saying like it's the size of a business card. It's the size of a fucking thumbnail. No joke. Like, and I picked it up off the shelf, and I, to my surprise, it wasn't just like a glued onto a little square. It opened and had a fucking mini kit inside of it. <laughs> and I just being knowing Andy so well, we're just like laughing because it's just like I have one and I found a mini one. I should get the mini one too. Like he had to have, <laughs> he had to have both of them, which I I can relate to because if I saw a mini version of that, it's so fucking cool. One of the videos I watched today, going back through them all, was his horror board game collection, and he pulled out that shrunken head kit, yeah. and I was just laughing, thinking about the mini one the whole time. <laughs> but uh, what else? Oh, or like when we saw the uh, Rock'em Sock'em Christmas ornament, Rock'em Sock'em Robots Christmas ornament. And we bring it up to Danielle, and, and she's like, yeah, we got four different versions of the Rock'em Sock'em <laughs> robots. We're like, four? He's like, yeah, yeah vintage one, yeah. current one, yeah. and a smaller one, and then the Christmas ornament one. And and then we stopped at a convenience store right outside of Chester, leaving uh, the, the uh, cemetery. And Jason's always checking out the toys at convenience stores, and he's like, Look what they have. And it was, you know, this brand called World Smallest. And it was the little Rock'em Sock'em Robots kits. And they only had three of them. So we bought them to remember our trip. And it just, Danielle kept bringing up the synchronicity of Andy all weekend and how yep. things are just like connecting and falling in with the dates and all this shit. And I was just like, man, like I'm, I'm not a even spiritual person in any ways, whatever. But it's just like, how could you not? Like, what are, what are the odds, you know? Yeah. Just funny yeah. after after seeing all them in the house and like just such an Andy thing to, you know, he can't just own one. He's got to have a vintage <sighs> one and a current one, and then you get the yeah. Christmas ornament and, uh, yeah, just very funny and seeing seeing his collection, um, and sort of just feels like you you stepped into his brain for. That's exactly true, and I was gonna mention. I was gonna say that. It's like we all have our collections. I'm sitting in a room, you know, with hundreds of tiny robots that turn into cars all around me, staring at me. It's a pretty cool room. <laughs> it is. And there's obviously stuff we see in each other's collections. It's like, well, I've got that, or I've seen that in somebody else. We all have our stuff. But when you look at Andy's collection, Andy's personality is is on those shelves and uh, in that on those walls. There may be stuff there that. Oh, I've seen that, or I own that, but you know the way he's got it arranged. Some of the some of the oddball stuff in his collection is just very was very very Andy. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I think there was a like a BG's thermos, <laughs> and what was the weird like lunchbox that like Mister or something? I, I'd oh, show Mister I'd, Wizard. You had yeah, a Mister Wizard lunchbox. A show I'd never heard of, and of course. <laughs> We got to see the the infamous lunchbox collection out in the sunroom, and uh, mm. you know just that alone, so impressive. I I did not know how impressive his vinyl collection was. 
Yeah, I kind of wanted to just go through it, but I didn't feel right. So I. <laughs> That and it's yeah. like right there in the living room with all of Danielle's friends just hanging out. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna mess with it. And this guy had movies in every room besides the bathroom. I don't think you really expressed that enough. He had like, fucking <laughs> every format. He had a a shelf. He had shelves full of every format of every movie. In every corner of every room of the entire house. Yep. One, it was mostly maddening because of the Cause alphabetization. There's no order to it. It's It's, it's, pure it's in Andy Wassum order only. Yeah. Danielle said he knew where all of them were and they were in a certain order. Fuck if I know what Could that order was looking at that. it. Yeah. <laughs> only to him. Yeah, only to him. Yeah, he loved movies. Oh, God, did he love movies. I mean, we all do. That's why we do this show. Yeah. But, man, I think he might like movies a lot more than I, I do. <laughs> I'm like, man. I'm just like, you know, pe- yeah, people have seen, like, my, you know, Blu-ray and DVD collection. I've, like, Normie see it, and they're like, holy shit, man. And I'm like. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know, man. Like, this guy's got Laserdisc hidden under, a, you know, here, and he's got like Betamax players in multiple he's, rooms. He's got yes. formats that he doesn't can't even watch because he doesn't have anything to play it on. He's got video discs. He doesn't have a video disc player. He's got you know eight millimeter. He doesn't have a projector to play that shit on. Just a collector, man. Just loved love movies so much. Had to have. I saw, I saw, a few different like famously public domain movies that. Back in the VHS days, everybody put out a copy of, and I swear he would try to find every single copy from each different distributor. There was a pretty pretty big Night of the Living Dead collection. There was He had like a stack of like six or so Dementia 13 VHSs. Awesome. Amazing. It's tons of signed stuff everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's like you're just looking through and stuff like, oh, is that signed? Yep, of course it's signed. <laughs> He liked to, to meet everybody and tell the stories about meeting everybody. He remembered every interaction he's had with a horror celebrity and just uh, a man of culture, man. Just like even like his little writing closet was absolutely just a little tiny. I mean, you had to like crouch to get in this thing. He had stuffed a desk in there somehow and the walls were just completely covered with he had a, a frame Stallone record in there. Uh, he had a, a Halloween three sign, like metal tin sign, up on a corkboard in there. I mean, he had more in that room than I think some of my friends have in their collection, <laughs> and in this closet yeah. that you know yeah. it's like a shoe closet. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't even big enough to like really hold clothes. No, you, know? you could like not one you can like stand in. And no, Danielle said he would write in there. That's crazy. Yeah, there's a full desk in there, and he would write in there. That's crazy to me. Like I'd be so claustrophobic. Forget about it. So, all of this is unprecedented, and definitely for us. And moving forward is going to be weird. And, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we will continue. Obviously, it's definitely what he would want. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, guys? 
Well, I, I mean, there's, yeah, yeah. There's some more. I had a couple more things I wanted to mention before we went. but Yeah, go for it. Well, just some things like, um, I know we're going to, uh, Halloween Palooza is going to do a silent auction um, for him, for Danielle. There's, I mean, there's just always going to be medical expenses for a while, and and um, and just also to re-mention to that their GoFundMe, um, those links, all that stuff. You can just follow our page, and you'll see all that stuff when it comes up. But um, we're gonna do a so this will come out for attackers on Wednesday and then everyone will get to hear it on Friday but then on this coming Sunday the 30th we're going to do a different kind of horror hangout where we'll make it open to everyone who wants to come and it'll just be a, a actual hangout to talk about Andy you know if, if anybody has any questions for us or about any of that that we might be able to answer we'll answer them and you know we'd love to hear your stories too and some of your favorite moments and it's just a a chance for everyone to get the opportunity to to chat with us about our pal andy and that'll be again this coming sunday july 30th at 11 a.m central time um if you just look on our pages and follow our stuff we'll we'll have links about a half an hour before that that you can get on there um the other thing I heard um, them saying while we were down there, or, or I can't remember where, but just uh, I feel like uh, they'd want you to want us to uh, share the message of uh, go learn CPR. Yep. Yep. I don't know if you if you haven't or don't. Um, well, that's that's what saved our buddy, you know, and gave us that extra time. For yeah. for him and for everybody that loved him. That's an easy thing to do and you know, if you can help anybody, so definitely if you get to if you can go go learn CPR. Well, that's all my crap I guess. It it made me the visit made me you know, and, and just the whole situation, but the visit to uh just and you hear it every time someone passes and it shouldn't be only that time, but like just let people know how yeah. what they mean to you, and because yeah. yes. tomorrow's not at all promised. As cliche as that sounds, like so true. We did not. Eat, we even, you know, obviously had sort of a heads up, but just, you know, yeah, yep. Remind the people that you care about and how much you do care about them, and that you love them. Yeah, because you never know. You don't want to. You don't want to be left in that position of did they know or how how much they meant to you so, so i also yeah. urge everybody to you know go to our youtube channel and check out all those videos uh, like i said earlier jason put together a playlist thank you jason yes oh, yeah. of all the videos and i i spent a couple hours this morning w watching through them all and just having a good time getting to hang out with andy again um there's some great stuff in there guys definitely Definitely please check out those videos. We're lucky that we have so many episodes and so many videos because, uh, you know, there's just 
you don't think about it when you're recording this stuff and doing this stuff that it's leaving some kind of mark, you know, and comfort for those. Like you hear all the time, like people say voicemails forever and hoping that they don't get deleted from their phone of, you know, their dad or someone so they can hear their voice. And I mean, with advances in technology, we could almost, you know, have Manny back on the show. There's so much uh, recording, you know, and and we were like literally talking about that when, when things were a little more optimistic. And it's like, we're lucky that we have so many hours we got to hang with him so many hours and we can throw it on and just you know reminisce and hear his voice anytime we want and, and we, get heard, to we heard that him. from so many of his family members that they were thankful to us for him having that opportunity and just yeah it's pretty special yep and they can go back and hear him again whenever they need to yeah so like it, you said, and, yeah. unprecedented, you know, just yeah, like so the, weird. The, <laughs> so fucked up. the circumstances, but the silver linings, but is there a silver lining to losing a friend that fast at 43? Uh, but there is silver, lots of silver linings, lots to be thankful for. And it's like, and it's still like, you know, it comes in waves, you know, it's like yeah. earlier in this episode, I could barely fucking talk. And then, you know, now I'm good. And, it's just like I'll be driving home, and it just hits me that he's yeah. gone, and it's like, what the fuck, man? It's f- as Daniel kept saying, it's fucking stupid. Like, what the? F- like, yeah. it's just yeah. it's stupid and not fair. Um, he's only one of our group that actually gave a shit and took care of himself and did all the right <laughs> things, and his body said, no thanks, fuck you. Yeah. And to that, I say, fuck you, man. Like, yeah. that's bullshit. I, I I mean, I'm not mad at the world because he wouldn't want that and he's not he wasn't mad at the world uh so i can't be myself i'm just gonna miss him a lot and it's just never gonna be the same no definitely not the world's a little little more dim without him around and uh hearing the stories it wasn't just us that he brought all that joy to and it sounds like wherever he went he spread that that andy joy and made every he could make a whole room laugh and he, yeah. he still did even when he was gone he's making people <laughs> at his own funeral laugh so yeah uh, takes a special guy to do that love you guys love you love you guys love you listeners yes love, love you andy. listeners and love you andy yes absolutely love he you, told man. us he told you he was going to get that fucking car <laughs> that's right <laughs> So we're going to wrap it up, folks. That is it for this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Thank you for um, listening and and us getting to take this opportunity to tribute our good friend that we miss dearly. And, yes, we love you, Andy. And we love all of you. And we will talk to you next time on Attack of the Killer Podcast.